It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Who Dat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m. So that means you are tuning to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, as we do every week, we got uh, something dialed up great for you. Got some great topics for you this evening. Uh, We're going to talk Sean Payton. Sean Payton has come out and expressed his thoughts and opinions about the job or that Nathaniel uh, Hackett, um, the former head coach of the Denver Broncos, um, did, or I should say didn't do in this case. He's currently the offensive coordinator of the New York Jets. Uh, Also want to talk um, Jim Ursay and John Taylor, a little stuff going on in the Indianapolis Colts. Definitely want to t- uh, touch into that. Uh, we got the tr- I want a, a little bit of a segment. I don't want to call it a segment, but we want to talk training uh, training talk. Uh, we're going to have uh, a guest, Jason Collins, come on, share some thoughts and opinions, give ease thoughts and opinions on the training camp, how it should go. Do you think these, some of these vets should, should uh, participate, so forth and so on. Then we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame game. Uh, not so much the game, but the, the, uh, the teams that, are playing in it, and that's the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns. If you live on uh, Rock, ladies and gentlemen, that's tomorrow night. So we this this time tomorrow going forward, we have no weekends without football for about five six months. Uh, so looking forward to that. Talk a couple talk about a couple of the inductees as well. Give our thoughts and opinions on the AFC East and the AFC North, plus our uh, our segments as well. Our one ticket. Who am I? K Walk and East Scott Cares, and of course East Scott's entertainment segment at the end. With that being said, let's bring in Mr. East Scott. Mr. East Scott, how are you doing this evening, my brother? It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, Salt and Pepper Heavy D up in the limousine. <laughs> my man, my man. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a long time listener, you know you never know what you're going to get from East Scott, but you're going to get something smooth when he when he slides into the it slides into the scene. So uh, good stuff there, brother. As always. Hey, man, let's dive right into it, E. Uh, and that's, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Sean Payton. Uh, we have the Sean Payton, and I don't really want to call it a um, a beast because Nathaniel Hackett really hasn't uh, responded. It looks like uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, Robert Soller are, are pretty much picking up for, for this guy right now. But Sean Payton is coming out, has come out and said that, and I'm paraphrasing here, ladies and gentlemen, that um, he's come out and said that, you know, what Nathaniel Hackett did uh, in that Denver Broncos, uh, you know, last season was probably one of the worst coaching jobs in the NFL, his- in NFL history. And there was a lot of cleaning up. And, again, I'm, 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 I'm paraphrasing here, ladies and gentlemen, but it's basically you get my drift. There's a lot of stuff that he has to clean up. There's a lot of – and it's just not the Daniel Hackett. He just named the Daniel Hackett, but there were other guys as well that um, he, he said that um, that, had, that played a part in. Again, no names were mentioned. Um, but he, he kind of backed off of it uh, a little bit. He apologized for for saying it, and also he kind of touched on all of the New York Jets hype as well. But what, what say you about Sean Payton in this whole situation? 
Okay, so for our audience who doesn't know, because we hadn't had a chance to talk about this, K-Walk <laughs> guest hosted with Princess Cooper last week on She Knows Sports, and they, had a, surprise, and they had a surprise <laughs> guest, Mr. E. Scott. So we got to talk about this because it happened after we went out there, so we got to talk about it on that. And what I said there was, I was proud of Sean Payton. We need more than just football. If yeah. that's how you saw it, then, hey, you should be allowed to see it. Then he backtracked, K-Walk. I'm very yeah. happy to yeah. because I don't believe that you believe in the backtracking. I think yeah. maybe your publicist, maybe somebody from the NFL, hell, maybe Rod might have called them. Rod being Goodell, mm-hmm. right. you can't be out here doing this. You you got you got you got to walk that back. But I really think somebody got in Sean's ear and made him walk that back. Or Sean seems the type of dude. He says what he means. And he means what he says. So yes. I think he meant the original thing that he said. And then now, hey, hey Ron, come out to my keep my coach's name out your mouth and all this other <laughs> nonsense. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I I'm really disappointed in the walk back. Now as far as I don't follow Denver. I don't know much about him, about them. But I do know Russell Wilson had his own office, his own parking space, and yeah. all this other stuff over there. Sean came in and said, no, no, all that got to go, so I got to clean it up. So he alluded to the fact that he had to clean up several things, and then he just came out and said, hey, man, this is just – y'all in shambles. He left all mm-hmm. the shambles over here, and I got to clean up this mess. And and I, I, I don't know if it was a mess. But it, it doesn't matter if it was or not. If that's what he felt, I was proud of him for saying it. Yeah. Hey, e, and I agree with you there, man. I mean, I, I like it, you know, for, first and foremost, because they're, they're scheduled to meet on uh, October, 8th, uh, October 8th, excuse me, which is the, uh, the fifth game of the season. So keep that going, man. It, it, it makes for great football, you know, for fans. Yes. I know, you know, it makes, for, it makes for that. And it makes for great for TV ratings as well. So I, I think they're scheduled to be on a um, – just a regional, I think it's a regional game, but I think the hype after this, they may change it to a national game. You know, they may bump it still early that they can do that. You know, they may make it a national game and, and, and let that hype, let that hype grow, you know, especially with, you know, with, uh, with, with Jets fans and, and Denver fans and, and Denver fans are probably just as, just as salty as, uh, as, uh, uh, as Coach Payton is uh, there for sure because the way Nathaniel Hackett handled things or didn't handle things, let, uh, you know, let uh, Russell Wilson, you know, run around the yard, you know, with no leash, with no, you know, with no electric, uh, no electric fence, if you will, allow him to just run rapid, if you will. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, 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 I get why he had to do it. But, E, I, I, I agree with you 100%, man. Just let it go, man. Let it go. I mean, you already said it, so you know you meant it. So if you said it, exactly. you meant it. So there's no backing out of that. I mean, yeah, I, didn't, I shouldn't have said it. Man, it's not like you said shut up or stop it or something like that or he's an idiot. You, you didn't use, like, one word or two-word terms. You gave your whole thoughts and opinions on, you know, how that situation was, was handled, how coaching was handled. So there's no backtracking from that, in my opinion, E. I mean, you, you, you thought that out. That's how you felt. 
that's how you still feel. And like you said, the, the, the publicists, the you know your public, uh, you know your, your your public people, your public um, uh, relations people are, are going to tell you, oh, you got to back that up, you know, back that up. And, and it could have been like you mentioned, it could have been Roger Goodell uh, as well. But I, I'm with you, E. I like the I like that good stuff, man. I, I like the old school stuff. You know, when Buddy Ryan had back in the day when with the Eagles and he had bounties out on the Cowboys kicker and I mean, you know, all that good stuff. So I mean, I like that type of. Stuff. Stuff, man, but you know, and I, think, I, think about it like this too. If you're a Denver fan, or if you Nathaniel Hackett, this apology means nothing to you. So I mean, it's not right. like because after he said all he said, even if the apology was sincere, I don't think it was. Mm-hmm. But let's right. get a bit of it out, and it was sincere. It's not like you heard his apology and said. Okay, yeah, I was forgiven. No, dog, no, you salty because he said some very hurtful yeah. and disparaging things. And like you said, it's not like he said them in the heat of the moment. It's not like right. they were arguing he said it. <laughs> right. No, he had plenty of time to think about this. These were his true feelings, dog. I mean, because, like, if it, it's not like it was a press conference where he was pressed and asked a question. No, no, no. He, he... This was premeditated. This was premeditated. This was insulting. This was insulting one. <laughs> this is this is <laughs> yeah. Because he had he put he put his thoughts together. He was clear and concise. And then now he comes back and apologizes. It's not like you're gonna say, "Oh yeah, I know it was your bad. I'll forgive him." No, this was not yeah. in the heat of the moment thing. These were his true true feelings. And again, even if the apology wasn't there, no, no, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that. You just, you just, you, your, your, um, insult was front page. Yes. And by front page, Apologies. for our younger listeners, they used to be these things called newspapers, and you, they <laughs> came out, and the important stuff was on the front of it, for front page. His apology was buried on page six in the bottom left. the bottom, bottom right. <laughs> And again, for our younger listeners, they used to be these newspapers. They would put out stuff uh-huh. on the front page that would get you to read it and headlines. I can't teach y'all media right now. Yeah. But again, whenever that was wrong and they had to contract it, oh, that was never on the front page. You yeah. had to search for this contraction. But, yeah, I guess I, I don't know how y'all handle that. On Twitter and TikTok, I don't know how y'all do that because I still get my news the old-fashioned way, but, hey, that's neither here nor there for now. Yeah, I got you. And you know what it is? You know what the back page is? The back page is it's, it's Adam Schefter. It's Ian Rappaport. It's any of those big-time guys who, you know, who, who send out the reports on, you know, uh, you know, you know, big-time signings or trades or whatever, what have you. They're the ones who report that, you know, that Peyton said what he said about um, – uh, what he said about uh, uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Now the retraction comes from I don't know. You name you name a guy. You know Joe Schmo or fake news, <laughs> fake at fake news. You know what I mean that type thing. That's where you hear the the uh, the retraction that comes from. So that's the that's the equivalent of front page and back page. I mean uh, and and uh, and small print, if you will. So uh, yeah, so good stuff there. A great reference there for sure. And he and he, and he's and these young listeners probably still don't know what we're talking about. They they're going to have to Google that to still not get an answer on that. <laughs> But uh, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I, I, and I think that you know what's going to ultimately happen is that um, 
you know, when we go to when we go to week five again, that's uh, I think it's uh, October eighth. That when we go to week five, you know, it's going to be resurfaced. Everyone's going to talk about it. Oh, you remember back on July so and so, you know. Um, and even leading up to the game, not so much on the game day, but leading up to that game, they're gonna, they're gonna, re- this is gonna resurface, ladies and gentlemen. Believe you, me, and E for sure that this is going to, uh, this is going to resurface, and they're gonna t- try to, you know, you know, you know, build it up. They're, those, they're gonna build those ratings up. It's gonna turn from a regional game to a national televised game, and hopefully these, these, these both of these teams have winning records at because if not, then. It'll just be, you know, uh, you know, it'll 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 just be downplayed for 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 the most part. But um, good stuff there, E. All right, moving on, E. And you know, kind of another thing, you know, with another with a coach, but um, this is kind of an in-house thing. The whole thing with Jim Irsay and, and Jonathan Taylor. And Jim Irsay had some 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 inter. He had that interesting thing, E. I mean, that that quote that he had about um. <laughs> about not being uh, let me let me get that exact quote because I don't want to mess this quote up. Let me see if I have this quote here. E. I don't know if you have it in front of you. I thought I had it queued up, but I, I don't. About uh, Jim Ursay because first Jonathan Taylor he requested, um, ladies and gentlemen, he requested um, you know a contract extension. You know he's eligible for contract extension. He's in his fourth year of a five year rookie rookie year deal. So he requested that. So they kind of ignored it, kind of swept it under the rug, um, if you will. And then Jonathan Taylor came out and said, uh, came out and said that you know he requested a trade. So Jim Irsay said, "There's no way that we're trading uh, we're trading uh, Jonathan Taylor, which is which is smart to do because that's the guy. I mean, that's the you know I, uh, that's the guy that that's um." You know, you want to keep. He's a young guy. I know we talked about, um, you know, the the devalue of the position as far as running backs go, but Jonathan Taylor, you know, as far as running backs go, he's probably the best in the game, maybe the second best, maybe. And I'm sound like a homer behind Christian McCaffrey, but I think he's definitely one too. And if you put him in front of McCaffrey, I wouldn't be mad at you. But this is what's a quote from uh, from Jim Orsa. He said. If I uh, uh, quote, if I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one's going to miss us. End quote. And then he continues on quote, the league goes on. We know that the National Football League rolls on. It doesn't matter who comes and who goes, and it's a privilege to be a part of it. End quote. Hey, with that being said, what do you get out of what do you get out of that? Is this, is it does it mean that uh Ursay says, listen, t- Jonathan Taylor, shut up and, and and run the ball? Does you get out to get that out of that? What do you get out of that quote? <clears throat> what I heard I know what he said, but here's what I right. heard. <laughs> we we not gonna pay you, we're right. not extending you, we not trading you. Shut up and dribble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much what he said. Because That's what it sounds like to me, too. Look, like we said many, many times, and especially at the running back position, you draft it in the first round, that gives the team automatic four years, and they can pick up that fifth-year option, all on the rookie deal. If they don't extend you and just pick up the the, the fifth-year option without extending you, the writing's mm-hmm. on the wall. Franchise tag is coming. And now – You've now been in the league six years. Average self life for a running back is four. 
So you right. used all up. Yes. So we've, we've seen this movie time and time and time again. And with the devaluation of the running back position, I, I, I don't really know if Jonathan Taylor has a leg to stand on because, again, um, the, the Le'Veon Bell situation, where yeah. are you going to sit out? Uh, like Saquon did. And, and, and I think football guys look at basketball guys and be like, man, first of all, most of the time – your fifth year is a player option, not a team option. Secondly, right. when you guys demand the trade, you usually get it. Not only do you get it, you usually get to go where you want to go. Only yep. because if they tra- if you're still on the contract and they trade you to a team you don't really want to go through, you don't have to sit out. It's just a year at most two. And then yep. you 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 out there on the free agent market, and so that that's one advantage, and plus your money guaranteed. That that's mm-hmm. several advantages that basketball has over football. And football guys, especially running backs, are getting tired of this. They're getting abused and beat up, and and then like I said, they're not getting their money. But and 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 it's tough. It's rough because like you said. At the very least, Jonathan Taylor's top five running back, better than top five, but let's just say, yeah. for argument's sake, top five running back in this league, mm-hmm. and he can't seem to, you know, get paid. And, like, at least one thing I will say about Ursay, though, he's not stringing them alone. He's just no. straight up came out and said, yep. hey, dog, you can stop all this trade stuff. We ain't mm-hmm. trading you. But it's like, look at the Giants and Saquon. Yeah. Oh, is Saquon on the market? Is Saquon sitting out? Are oh, they going to franchise? Are oh, they going to do this, this, this? Then when I say, say skip all that, hey, mm-hmm. you on the contract here, and that it is what it is. Because if me and you die tomorrow, ain't nobody going to miss us. Life goes on. So <laughs> right. you either, you, you either like, like Detroit Joe Barry Sanders a few years ago, many years ago, you either play here or you ain't playing well, you nowhere. Play nowhere. And Barry, yep. Barry said, okay. Well, I won't play nowhere. And then Detroit came back and said, hey, we're going to need some of that side of bonus back, too. <laughs> I mean, we're going to need some money. <laughs> right? So right? It, 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 football, it, it's rough, man. It, it's real out here. For football, it's a violent sport. It's hard on your body. And, and the money is just, it just it, I know when you look at basketball and baseball, and like I said, especially at the running back position, these, these guys, they get shortchanged and, and, yeah. and there's really nothing they can do about it right now. Yeah, and, and you gotta you gotta ask yourself about Jonathan Taylor. What is bad timing, man? Especially seeing what you know what, what Saquon went through, you know, to get his you know to get his money. What Dalvin Cook is going through right now? It seems like it's more Dalvin Cook than anybody else as far as him signing a deal. It sounds like the Jets, but we'll get into that. It sounds like the Jets wanted to sign him, but he for whatever reason did not sign. I mean, that didn't happen. Let's just call it that. I'm not going to put it one way or the other. But and then you got Ezekiel Elliott. Who's who's still out there as well? And then you know you know for the last month or so, you know we've been talking about we other sports you know talk shows and 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 things of that nature have been talking about is this position you know being devalued? Is this position losing its value? I should say, is this position right now not you know? Could we look at it? And if you had a franchise tag, if they would if he would have be franchise tag. Um, then it would have been ten million. You know, ten million. Saquon went through all what he went through. We saw that you know, fiasco, and he, I think he what got 
two million out of that, two million guaranteed out of that. It was just a signing bonus. He still has to put the work in to get an extra nine hundred thousand. So that just goes to show you. I, I just think it was bad timing on Jail, uh, Jonathan Taylor's part. And then Jim Irsay comes out and says, "Listen, no, we're not trading you. Nobody's you know checking for you, even though you're a great running back. But nobody's checking for you because of everything that's been going on. It's not a good time right now, you know, to put to try to put yourself on the market because no one's really." You know, checking for you at this uh, at this particular time. To be honest with you, so go ahead. So my son asked me a question the other day, and I I really couldn't answer it because he likes to think he's a G, he'd be a great GM. He asked me. He said that when the last time a team won the Super Bowl and a running back was their best player. <laughs> I think that might have been the Broncos. I think might have been the Broncos. Terrell, yeah, uh, Terrell Davis, Terrell Davis. Exactly, yeah. that's what I thought. So, and look, yeah, like okay. that was before he was born. So he uh-huh. looks at me and yeah. like, like with a checkmate look on his face, like that they don't need, you don't need a running back yeah. in the Super Bowl. And, and I was like, go ahead. That's a that's no, I'm saying that's a great oh. point. Go ahead, continue. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, and he just looked at me like I said, and his facial expression said checkmate. And I was yeah. like, I was like, because your Terrell Davis was the example that I gave, and he looked uh-huh. at me like, who is that? Who's that? that? <laughs> He's like, Dad, you do not need a great running back to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You just need one that's serviceable. I mean, you you got to have more than a bum back there. He said, but right. you ain't got to put a bunch of your cap money towards the running back because they don't make that much of a difference. And he was like, you know, they're outliers. They're exceptions to this rule. He was like, mm-hmm. but it, 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 they, they're the last of a dying breed. They're, they're on their way out. <laughs> yeah, I, and I have to agree with your son here, and and it's a great it's a it's a great stat that that can actually um can 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 actually support his argument there. The Forty Nine has been in the Super Bowl the last they've been in the Super Bowl two two times in the last what five six years I believe it was I believe it's been. Um, granted they didn't win it, but they got they've gotten there and they've been close both times to, to winning the Super Bowl. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, 2012, 2012. So let's say two times in the last 10, within the last 10 years, the 49ers have been to the Super Bowl and multiple NFC championship games. Do you know their last 1,000-yard rusher was Frank Gore back in 2014? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I did not realize that until today. I did not. So it's scary that he said that, and it's scary, and that supports his argument. That that's a great argument. The running backs are are not needed, man. Not needed. To be honest with you, I mean, not, not I'm saying not not needed. But they're not needed as much as they used to, to be needed back in the day. I mean, you know, Kyle Shanahan. Has, go ahead, Cody. You know, I was just saying his, his point is pretty much what most GMs. I think their perspective is, like I said, he's been playing GM as long as I can remember. And he's, he's vehemently against paying the running backs. He says you need to spend your money on a quarterback, a left tackle, and an edge rusher. He's like, that. that's why you need to spend your money. He's like, this running back stuff, you can get one of those. He said, and you need a good receiver. But he said, "Why?" He said, "You're wasting money on a running back." And like I said, we're going back and forth, and I think I'm hanging in this argument. But when he hit me with, "What's the last season with the Super Bowl?" and the running back was the best player on the team, 
Yeah. Game, set, match. <laughs> I yeah. Think, I don't know if you play chess or not, but if you play chess, yeah. I took my king and I tipped him over. <laughs> I, was <done. laughs> I was done because I, I, I had no argument. But, like, you're right. San Francisco have been to the Super Bowl twice, and I didn't realize that until you just told me. They hadn't had a thousand-yard rush since Frank Gore. Yeah. Frank Gore, I mean, 2014, I, yes. Reggie Bush was the running back on our, our one and only Super Bowl, and he wouldn't run through the, between the tackles. He only mm-hmm. did sweeps and stuff to the outside. And so, yeah, yeah and I, it got me to thinking. I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. Kansas City, I can't really name the running back over there. Um, Tampa, uh, they had running back by committee when they did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, on Brady's Super Bowl team, he never had a yeah. devastating running back. Right? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't come up with a team where the running back was the feature player and like the running back was Super Bowl MVP, I, I couldn't do it. No, not since so, Terrell. In my opinion, it may, it may have been one since then, but I don't think there have been. I, I'll, I'll put a couple of dollars on the saying it was Terrell Davis might have been the last running back that actually won an MVP, a Super Bowl mm-hmm. MVP. Obviously, that's public knowledge. We can look that up, but not a problem. But um, yeah, and but you know, I agree with him. I mean, he's playing GM, but, you know, at the same time, he mentioned quarterbacks. So just be careful how you pay those quarterbacks because there's also another number out there that will say if you pay your quarterback 17% of of your salary cap, then you won't go to the Super Bowl. You won't make the Super Bowl. So you've got to be careful, you know, what, you know how much you pay that quarterback. Because just like he said, you know, about the, the running backs, the numbers about the quarterbacks when as far as being paid, that's also a big number that you want to look at as well if you want to be a GM uh, for sure, just, just, just shooting that out there. I'm pretty sure he knows that. But just, yeah, I'm pretty sure he knows it because it sounds like you know he, he you know he knows what he's talking about. So, but just to uh, throw that out there. So, uh, good stuff there. Good stuff there. All right, what we're going to do here, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to uh, uh, grab our first break. Oh wow, dang, it's that, it's that time already, man. We <laughs> great talk so far. So uh, when we come back, you know, we're going to talk about the uh, the Hall of Fame game. We have the Hall of Fame game, not so much the Hall of Fame game, but just the teams that are uh, are playing in this game. And uh, hopefully we can get our good buddy. I think we have a couple uh, guys that are calling in, Jason Collins and our, our your good buddy Rod supposed to be calling in. Um, so we got some good callers uh, expected to call in. But when we come back, we're going to jump on the, the Hall of Fame talk, the game, the Jets, the Browns. What kind of expectations do we have for uh, for the Jets and, and the Browns? And also later on, we're going to talk about the AFC North and the AFC East and how do we see that, that those uh, respective divisions uh, uh, faring uh, for sure. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hey guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel Reef, Master Killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K. Walker and E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer smoother skin you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. Take your football game to the next level with the National Youth Football League. 
The National Youth Football League is powered by former NFL players and great coaches across the United States. They provide student-athletes with opportunities to play football year-round. Spring leagues in the greater Triangle area are now forming for ages 5 to 18. To pre-register, log on to NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. That's NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, uh, we were talking before the break. We were talking Sean Payton, uh, his his comments and thoughts and opinions on former head coach Nathaniel Hackett, who's the uh, current uh, offensive coordinator for the New York uh, Football Jets, and. Um, the uh, and they meet in uh, week five, October eighth, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be some interesting, uh, you know, some interesting coverage there uh, for sure. Also, talk Jim Ursay and John Jonathan Taylor, uh, the owner there, and the uh, and the uh, the running back from the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, some great stuff there uh, as well. Uh, want to stay on the NFL talk, ladies and gentlemen. We are right there. We're on the cusp. So tomorrow night is the Hall of Fame game. The Hall of Fame game. Um, between the New York Jets, uh, previous mentioned New York Jets, and the Cleveland Browns. E, these are two teams right now, especially the New York Jets. We hear all the, the, the hype surrounding um, them. Aaron Rodgers is in the building. They made a lot of roster moves, a lot of uh, big-time signings as well. Dalvin Cook was in the building last week. He was in camp. Uh, walking around, he's had a couple practices. Uh, some of the hard knocks uh, cameras caught him, and uh, but he, he left the building without a contract. He, so I have to ask you on the New York Jets, man. You know, as far as you know, this sign. Do they first and foremost, what type of season do you see them having? And if it's a good season, or how, however you want to look at it, he. Does Dalvin Cook make them the favorites? Would Dalvin Cook put them over the top if you already have them as the favorites? What say you? Well, I think right now for the Jets, it's Super Bowl or bust because it's a lot of hype around them. They brought right. A.A. Ron in. And one thing I will say about O.A. Ron, he gets on my nerves, but I was really <laughs> glad that he – I was proud of him for – taking a page out of Tom Brady's playbook, restructuring okay. his contract, saying, hey, here goes $35 yeah. million. Go find me somebody with this $35 million. 
And yeah. we thought that thirty-five million was going to go to Dalvin Cook for whatever reason. That 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 didn't come to fruition. But I think he would have made them better. I don't know if he puts them over the top. But right okay. now, I think they are the favorites in their division, but not to face um, the favorite in the AFC because you still got Pat Mahomes in Kansas City over there right. doing, you know, their thing plus some other good teams. You got Joe Burrow and his boys. So, I mean, I think the AFC is going to be pretty competitive. But for the Jets, given all the offseason moves they have made, it's Super Bowl or bust for them. Yeah, and, and you, I can't, but I don't see it. I, you know what? I know the hype is there, and the hype has to be Super Bowl or bust. But at the end of the day, to me, and no disrespect to the organization or to the fans, and, and and God knows I'm surrounded by a lot of New York Jets fans, you know, living here in New York. I just don't see them, you know, getting it done because at the end of the day, they're still the New York Jets, man. To me, they're still the New York Jets. They. You know, they had Brett Favre at one point. Um, he, I know he got him to the, you know, playoff games. And I know Aaron a- a- is it- it's built a little differently. They got him younger than they got Brett Favre. Then they surrounded him with, you know, with the talent. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, they surrounded him with, with, with some great receivers there. You know, you got Garrett Wilson. Wilson. He got some of his, of his old mates and uh, Randall Cobb. They brought in Alan Lazard, you know, from the Packers um, as well. I, I don't know what's going to make a difference, you know, with him. And, you know, he didn't do it in Green Bay, so I don't know why he's going to do it with those receivers here. But they do have a great one in, 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 uh, in uh, Garrett Wilson. They have, um, you know, um, Bryce there, the, the running back. And if they bring in Dalvin Cook, I think that's obviously it's going to make it better. But is it going to be enough balls to go around? Is, is, it, is it going to be enough footballs, enough touches for everyone to, to, to make, it, make them happy? Now, the question is, do you, do you when you when you look at this organization, when you look at this team presently constructed, you know, all of these guys buying in, you know, all these guys buying in and saying, look, I don't care, you know, who gets it done as long as we get it done. Do, how many guys do you have like that? Aaron Rodgers stopped, starts at the top, and he's shown that it's about, you know, it's about the team because, like you mentioned, he, you know, he, he reconstructed his contract, you know, to bring some other guys in here. You know, I, I think it was more so focused on bringing Dalvin Cook in there. I don't know if Dalvin Cook left that organization or left the practice or, you know, left there, left the building saying, oh, well, there's, you know, there's too many, you know, you know, you know, too many hands in the pot, if you will. I don't know if I'm getting enough touches. I don't know if I'm going to be happy here. You know, I'm a running back, and we know we talk about it as a nauseum that this position is being devalued. I'm trying to get my money now, that type of situation. And I don't think being around this team is going to help me get that. Now, then you have to ask yourself with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, is it, a, is it more about an individual thing right now for you, or is it a team thing? Do you want the ring, or do you want the bling? Now, ask yourself that question, man. Do you want that money, or do you want that championship? Do you want that trophy? <sighs> Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just don't. I don't. I don't see. It. I'm not trying to. I and I like the Jets, and God knows I, I. I like the Jets. I'm a Jets guy. I'm a Robert Robert Sala guy. He was, you know, former defense coordinator for my San Francisco 49ers. I said to all the Jets fans once they signed him, um, I said, "You guys are getting a great guy. You're getting a motivator. You're getting an energy guy." So I'm rooting for Robert Sala. But at the end of the day, it's still to me the Jets. So with that being said, I, I we'll get into it, but uh, I, you know I'm going to hold off on the Super Bowl. I don't think they're quite there yet. But listen, 
we haven't even played a preseason game, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, I know it's too early to make any type of predictions, but this is my feeling. But, E, um, on the other side of the corner, we got the uh, we got the Cleveland Browns who's playing in this game. We see how, you know, we got we got another another year with uh, Deshaun Watson, who's going to have a full year under his belt here. He's got, uh, you know, he's got these uh, some weapons, man, here. And they're going to they're in a in a tough division, man. Anyway, they got they're in the AFC North, and you got the Cincinnati Bengals, you got the uh, Baltimore Ravens, and you know Lamar Demetrius Jackson with his new weapons, and then you got the um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we don't know where we're going to get the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a great defense. We just don't know where we're going to get it with a quarterback from Kenny Pickett. But hey, what say you about the Browns and how do you see them finishing in the, in, the, in this uh, division? In their respective division. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting to watch. It'll be interesting to watch them for the simple fact, like you said, we get to see Deshaun Watson, you know, for a whole year, and to see how he he you know runs the offense over there. So, but like you said, again, they're in a really tough division because Baltimore came out and made some moves by signing Odell, giving Lamar, Demetrius Jackson, his money. They, they're they solid over there. Then you got Cincinnati. You got Joe Burrow. You got Jamar Chase. Uh, now, Pittsburgh, that, that's obviously the bottom of the barrel because Kenny Pickett over there faking slides. And I don't even know if he's going to be the starter because he might not be able to beat our Mitch Trubisky for the starting slot over there. So you never know. But... <laughs> I think that's going to be a tough division, and and I'm just interested to see how Deshaun plays because I guess because I didn't really watch Houston um, back when he was in Houston a lot. Yeah. And um, I know they had D-Hop over there, but I don't really know how good Deshaun Jackson – I mean, Deshaun Watson is. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think he's terrible in there. I'm not saying he thinks anything. But right. is he worth the money that they paid to get him? Most people are going to say no because no one is worth that, not even Thomas Bartholomew Brady. But <laughs> he, he's got to live up to that contract. And if he doesn't, was was it a failure? I mean, I, I don't know. There's, there's more questions than answers when it comes to Cleveland. Yeah, I, I can I have to agree with you, E, man. I really do. And when you look at their roster, man, especially their, their, their offense, you, they, they mean – Get, they have some receivers. You know, they have Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is getting up there in age, man. I mean, he's still serviceable, don't get me wrong. But he looks like he could possibly be their number one. They have Donovan Peoples-Jones over there as the uh, the, the opposite receiver. They, they brought in Elijah Moore, the young receiver from the Jets. Um, I, I like him, man. I mean, he's a guy if he's in, in the right offense, and I don't know if Kevin Spikansky, uh, excuse me, um, is going to be able to dial up something and, and and get him the ball as much as possible because Elijah Moore is a, a very good talent and a very good, explosive, quick and fast, and that's rare in a quarterback. And then you know you lose Kareem Hunt. Um, you know he's uh, Kareem Hunt is is gone, but you still have. Um, you know, you still have Nick Chubb there, but you know Nick Chubb and 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 Kareem Hunt were a great one-two punch there for sure. And then of course you have their their uh, their tight end David Njoku, 
And David Njoku, he's shown signs of not being available. <laughs> and like you always say, he, you know, the best available, the best ability is availability. And he's shown that he, you know, he really hasn't been available due to injuries. I don't know if they put enough around. I don't know if they put enough around uh, Deshaun Watson, man. It's all that money that they paid him, man. They just, I don't think they have enough around him to, to, to get this thing done. I, I think they may be bottom feeders in the AFC North. Uh, I, I really see that uh, here. I mean, they're, def- they're going to rely heavily on their defense. Um, you know, I mean, they, they have an outstanding defense. They have Miles Garrett on one end. They have, uh, you know, T.J. Watt on, uh, on the other end. They have, um, you know, they have a, a young secondary uh, uh, as well. So we're, we're going to see, you know, how this, you know, this works out for them. And they have, you know, Denzel Ward in the backfield, I mean, in the, the uh, uh, defensive backfield as well. So it's going to be interesting. I don't, I don't have a lot of confidence in this team, and I, I really don't. So I'm, I'm seeing saying that they're going to finish at the bottom of the uh, of this division of the AFC North. Now, going back, and with that being said, e, let's go back to the AFC East, man. The AFC East, how do you see this division playing out? Do you, I know you said it's Super Bowl bust or for the Jets, but um, are they your favorite to win the, uh, you know, uh, I know even though you said Super Bowl bust, but do you really believe that it's going to be a Super Bowl for them? How do you see the division playing out? No, I still think Buffalo is the best team in that division. I, okay. I don't think we're gonna get. I don't think we're gonna get much from New England. Um, I actually think Belichick is on the hot seat. Not not hot like other coaches, but I, I think Kraft looking like, hey man, look, we had a good run. It is what it is. I think you know more. He'll allow Belichick to retire than fire him. Either way, right. though, I don't. I, I don't think his his time there is much longer. Miami is as good. As Tua, and Tua yeah. brings us back to best ability is availability. Are we going to get 17 games from Tua? Is he going to get? I mean, what are they going to do over there? Because they were a solid football team with Tua last year, and I say that because once Tua went out, they didn't just crash and burn and got terrible. They they still were halfway decent. Yeah, but. The, the quarterback they had, I think they came in for two. I think they got rid of him. So I don't know who's backing up over there now. I mean, you got Waddle and Hill, probably two mm-hmm. of the faster receivers in the league. So they're solid. I think I think they're going to fit Buffalo. Buffalo will win the division. Uh, the Jets might be in a position to get a wild card because I think they're going to do pretty well. Mm-hmm. Miami, again, I don't know how they're going to do because I don't know too much health, but I'm completely out on New England. And because I think that, I think, like I said, I think Belichick's going to get fired. I think he's on the hot seat over there. <laughs> right. So I, it's Super Bowl or bust for the Jets, but I don't mm-hmm. think they will. But only because it takes time to build chemistry and come together as a team. Buffalo already has that. Well, they did until Stephon Diggs is no longer happy. So I, I don't know what's yes, going on I... there. But hopefully they can mend that fence and and put something together there. And if they can, I think Buffalo's the favorite to win that division. Yeah, and you know what? On on another show, I actually you when know, we did the AFC East as well, and I actually put predicted that the Dolphins would win the uh, the AFC East, providing that everything that you said about Tua. 
if Tua can stay healthy, I think that he's the key. Obviously, that's with any team. If their starting quarterback can stay healthy, remain healthy. <clears throat> Excuse me. If they were starting quarterback can remain healthy, then you know you you, you have a shot. And I think Tua, if he does that, because I thought Tua coming in, I didn't think Tua would be. I'm, I'm on a I'm on record saying Tua would not be a good NFL quarterback. But he's proven me wrong, and that's not the first time, and I'm pretty sure it's not the last time I'm gonna be proven wrong. But nonetheless, um, you know he has, like you mentioned, he he has Tyreek Hill, he has Jalen Waddle there. Um, you know what? He has some weapons there. I think if they can add Dalvin Cook there, man, even though they feel comfortable with their running back core with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr., who are former 49ers and obviously the head coaches for a former 49er as well, with that particular offense is like the run. If Dalvin Cook can be a part of that, I think they can win the division. Now, going back to the going to the Bills, excuse me. I think the the, the uh, Josh Allen, I think it's all predicated on what type of football Josh Allen wants to play. Does he want to play team football or does he want to play hero football? Because we saw him last year play a lot of hero football, meaning that he wants to take it upon himself, you know, to run the ball. You know, don't don't he lets the you know he doesn't allow things to develop. He wants to take off, and I know he has a big body, and he you know he has great legs. He ha- he's a big guy. But, you know, the wrong hit, you know, can, can, can put you out for, you know, for quite some time. And then when, when looking at the Dolphins as well, they did lose Jalen Ramsey, um, you know, with that, um, you know, with that meniscus uh, injury. So he's going to be out right now if he doesn't rush back. He's going to be out until December. Now, they did sign uh, to replace him. He, <laughs> I don't know if it's so they <laughs> that you are. <laughs> the, at least the, good. The, before you say who it is, there are two things in the NFL I hate. Only two. The Atlanta Falcons and this dude. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it's kind of an inside thing, but if you listen to us as well, then you would know who we're talking about. And that's Eli Apple, Eli Rotten Apple. And Apple and, a day uh, keeps the Lombardi away. Yeah. I hate this dude. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard because it, it, it's true. It's not. It's no exaggeration from what E. Scott just said. He really can't stand this guy, man. And um, yeah. So they and and that's going to say a lot about that defense, man. You know who they're going to go after. You know they do have Bradley Chubb on one end. Um, you know, they, but you know what? I'm changing my pick. You know what? With the with the injury to Jalen uh, Ramsey and with the um, not signing of Dalvin Cook as of right now, I'm going to go with you, E, and I'm going to say I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills because I believe that uh, Josh Allen is hearing the noise about hero ball and he has to buy into the whole system and make, you know, you have to make your receivers happy and the wide divas happy. You have to make them happy, man. Cause if they're not happy, then that, that locker room is not going to be happy. They'll be the first ones to complain about not getting the ball um, enough. But um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with you here. E. I'm going to change my pick and I'm going to go with Buffalo bills, but I'm going to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to reserve my right to change that, you know, before the season starts. Okay, before the season starts, I still think there's an outside chance that Dalvin Cook signs with Miami. I think he takes his talent to South Beach. So I'm still waiting for that. But after week one, I'm not I'm not 
changing my pick. I'm going to stick with my pick that I had in, in, in the preseason. But right now, it's still early enough for me to do that. But So right now, I'm on record saying the Bills will win the East. Now, uh, the AFC East. Now, e, let's, go to the, let's go to the AFC North. Now, this is, you know, another division. I know you mentioned uh, – Did you? I don't know if you, you said who was going to win. I know you kind of we, – we said that the Browns uh, – I put the Browns down there. But we still got the Bengals. We know that um, Joe Burrow was out with that calf injury. Looks like he may miss weeks. I don't think he's going to fall into – I don't think it's going to get into the the, uh, the regular season, but there's a chance that they will. But then you got the you know got the Pittsburgh Steelers and you got the Browns. And then, you have, of course, you have probably a, two, a two-horse race in, a, in this division, if you will, and that's the Ravens and Bengals. But what say you about this division? <clears throat> well, this division, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I mean, the Ravens. With Lamar mm-hmm. and Joe, uh, not Joe Burrow, um, Odell. Um, okay. I, I think this is the team to beat over there. Um, Cleveland, I, I don't. I'm out completely on Pittsburgh. I don't know um, how well, like I said, because I don't really know how good Deshaun Watson is or is not. And right. I like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I do. I love that LSU connection, the whole thing about it. And they've been to a Super Bowl within the last few years. But I just think Lamar strikes me as a really determined dude. Whenever you tell him he yeah. can't do something, yeah. it just seems like he, he does all he can to prove it wrong. So, I mean, even though I got the LSU connection and I like um, Cincinnati, I'm going to pick Baltimore to win that division. Okay, okay. You know what, E, I'm, I'm, again, you and I agree, man. I have to go with the Baltimore Ravens, man, because as much hype as I've been giving Lamar Demetrius Jackson, you know, during the offseason, during that whole time that he was going through the contract negotiations, I stood by him and I said, give him, pay that man his money, whatever he wants, give it to him. But on, on top of that, you know, surround him with some talent, man. Surround him with some talent. They surrounded him with, with uh, talent, uh, with, like you mentioned, um, uh, Odell. They brought in the young – I mean, they, they drafted the young kid, uh, uh, Zay Flowers, out of Boston College. Uh, they, uh, they brought in Todd uh, Munkin, uh, who was the uh, – I think he was the head coach – I mean, uh, the offensive coordinator from the University of Georgia. They brought him in as the offensive coordinator, and he's on record as saying that we're going to open up this offense and we're going to show you what Lamar Jackson can really do. So bringing, bringing you know, Odell Beckham – after bringing him in – and bringing Odell Beckham Jr. in, and bringing in the young kid Zay Flowers, and then of course he already has Mark, uh, you know, Mark Andrews um, as well. And not to mention, a lot of people are starting to, you know, forget about Bates over there. Bates is another receiver who's outstanding, and you know, I think he's just falling, you know, falling in, in the shadow of Odell Beckham because of the name Zay Flowers, because all of the hype surrounded by by him. But look out for Bates as well. But Lamar Demetrius Jackson, stay healthy, brother man, and and you do that, and you and let and listen to Todd Monken, man, and and, I, and that division is theirs, man. And even though Joe Burrow is, you know, is is Joe Burrow, and he we we were set to. And I'm going to ch- ask another question. It's kind of off topic, e, you know, as far as our, you know the topics go. But um, yeah, I'm with you here, E. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens winning the AFC North with Cincinnati Bengals finishing second. Um, I'll go with the Pittsburgh Steelers finishing third, and then, as I mentioned earlier, the Browns will bring, you know, will clean up the basement, uh, if you will, in that division. But e, 
Joe Burrow, after Justin Herbert signed that huge contract, a lot of people were saying within 24 to 48 hours, if not a week or or two weeks, Joe Burrow was going to sign and be part, you know, be the next, be the highest paid player, highest paid quarterback in NFL history. After that, but he goes down with that calf injury. Uh, do you still see him? having that contract or signing that contract, or do you think that that calf injury kind of derailed that? Well, what say you? I don't think the calf injury derailed it, but I do think it postpones it. Because if mm-hmm. you think about it, one, Cincinnati's only is notoriously cheap. He doesn't like to play big. But then on the flip side of that, the quarterback market – you're gonna have to pay. You're gonna have to pay market value for Joe Burrow. It's kind of like, you know, you go to your favorite restaurant, stuff like the steak, um, the pasta. That's always pretty much the same price. You know, given right. you know inflation or whatever, whatever. But when right. you get down to the seafood section and you look at the lobster and the market. king crab eggs. It market says price. market value, <laughs> market yeah, price. Market. Yeah. yeah, and so you know if if you're not used to going to those type of establishments, you sit there confused, and you probably order something else because you don't know what that means. <laughs> but here's what it means: that means whatever the current market values they're charging, that's what we gonna charge. But. I, I understand if you don't know what it means, because I'm with you. I need you to put a, a number there, a number I yeah. understand, because I don't want to order this lobster, and then my check comes, it's $150, and I'm looking at him, oh, yeah, the lobster was $80 a pound. Yeah. No, dog, if you knew it was $80 a pound, because you know what market price is. Yeah. I'm gonna need, if I don't care if you write it on a poster and put it on a sticky note. I need a I need a number because you probably know about. Well, we didn't put it on the menu because we don't want to print new menus. Okay, then put it on a poster or write it on a napkin and slide it over to me. I need uh-huh. to know how much these crab is by the poster. So Joe Brown is going to get market value, market price, even though uh-huh. Cincinnati's owner doesn't want to pay them. So, but I do think the ankle injury is going to, you know, delay it a little bit and prolong it, but he's going to get his money. I mean, you have to pay him. I mean, because if you're going to get Daniel Jones, however much Daniel Jones got, you, yeah. you're going to have, you, you got to pay Joe Burrow. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think Joe Burrow and, 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 and he's another guy, you know, maybe I should, Reevaluate my eye of talent because he. I didn't think I knew he would be a decent quarterback, but I, if you told me being drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals out of LSU and he had a phenomenal season, it probably had one of the probably the best team or best talent around any quarterback that, that you know in college history, you know coming out of that. But uh, and I really thought that he was a product of that talent being surrounded by him. And I said, oh, he'll be a good quarterback in the NFL. But if you would ask me, I would have bet on almost anything that he would not. And you told me he was going to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL history. I would, you know, I think a lot of people would have took that, taken that bet. But it looks like it's, it's, it's headed that way. And I agree, E. I agree. And a lot of people, you know, question why he was out there to begin with. Because one of the things, meaning at, at practice, because one of the things is that, he and Nick Bosa, and Nick Bosa is, um, you know, he's a 49er. You know, he's the current defensive player, reigning defensive player of the year. And um, he's holding out right now, and he didn't step on the field. And the thing about it is they both have the same agent. 
yourself why you know who, you know who who's listening to who in, in this case if you're the agent because and I'm, I'm asking you this question and it's not a rhetorical question but why would Nick Bosa not hold out and why would Joe Burrow go in and both are due for big contracts both are due for huge contracts not just like you know and and uh, and a raise but a huge contract where they can make a NFL history but why was Nick Bosa not on the field, but uh, Joe Burrow is, and they same, uh, share the same uh, agent. What say you about that? Well, I'm going to look at it kind of like this, K-Walt. I'm going to take the money out of it for a second and just look okay. at them by position. If gotcha. you're Joe Burrow, you you need timing with your receivers. You It's, it's a lot of things that mm-hmm. go into you being great. You need okay. other people to help you be great. And then you great got work. to build rapport with your tight end, with your receivers, the other skill positions. So you need mm-hmm. to be out there in order to do this. Bosa is an edge rusher. Yeah, gotcha. you don't need no help with that. I mean, you know, you <laughs> as long as you can stay in football shape, you know, and, 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 and you know, and not just shape, but football mm-hmm. shape, you're okay. You don't necessarily need practice every day. I mean, practice does help. But, again, you're not reliant on anybody else to get around this tackle that they got trying to block you, this running back mm-hmm. is trying to chip you. All the practice in the world are not going to help you with that. I mean, that's just either you kind of got it or you don't. Now, you can gotcha. better, you can hone your craft. But, you, like I said, you don't need as much practice, I would say, as a quarterback. Again, because if a quarterback, in order for a quarterback to be great and to succeed, he needs a strong relationship with with other players. I mean, right. what, most are going to look over at the at the at the other at the nose tackle and be like, hey, man, we're going to stun on this play. Well, yeah, that <laughs> might be the call. But, again, you, his success, is not relying or dependent on that because he hit you with a swim move, whether it was done or not. Right now he in the backfield either getting mm-hmm. the sack or making a tackle for a loss. So I can kind of see just from that aspect. Now when we factor the money into this and they got the yeah. same agent, I, I don't know what's going on there. Okay, I have no answer for you on mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a head scratch for me too. I mean, but you—I mean, you—you you make a valid point there. And, you know, I really didn't think. I mean, I did think about that, but you know, I didn't really think that. I thought that he would just go out there, especially right after Justin Herbert signed his deal. A lot of people were saying, you know, within, like I mentioned, that time frame within a week is the the, the most that they gave it that he would be the highest paid quarterback in NFL history, whether it be just a dollar more than Justin Herbert, you know, you, you know, they felt like I, a lot of people feel like he should be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. <sighs> Me, no, but if that's what it's worth to the Cincinnati Bengals and that's what it makes, makes Joe Burrow happy, then give him a dollar more than Justin Herbert is making. But um, yeah, I had to throw that because that was, it was kind of interesting when I said that. I didn't realize they had shared the same agent, and, and, and you know, until I heard that, read that, looked into that, I'm like, oh, wow, so why is Joe Burrow? I mean, generally the quarterback is, you mentioned it earlier, that you know, your son said, you know, the, 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 the most valuable positions are quarterbacks, not necessarily in this order, but uh, quarterbacks, left tackle, edge rushers, and, you know, and, uh, and, and receivers are a good receiver. So, and those two fall into that category. So you got to want, you got to ask yourself, you know, you know, why was Joe Burrow out there? But I, I get that though. I do get the chemistry, the camaraderie, 
things of that nature because it is important. Uh, trust me, believe you me, ladies and gentlemen, as a former wide receiver, it is important to gain chemistry and camaraderie with your quarterback, um, you know, as quickly and as often as, as possible. All right, what we're going to do here, let's, uh, let's grab our next break here. When we come back, I want to shift gears a little bit. And um, – I want to talk about the uh, I want to talk about the uh, college football here, man. We got some college football, and E and I are, are a, uh, SEC guys, and um, E Scott's an LSU guy. If you didn't already pick that up, I'm a Florida Gator fan, ladies and gentlemen. If you're new time listeners, if you didn't already know that, our Gators don't look too good this year, but LSU has uh, you know you know has some you know some some legitimate aspirations, you know. But there's one team out there that's striving for history, and we're talking about the University of Georgia, and they're looking to, and they're favorite to to win their third straight national championship. Got to get East thoughts and opinions on this. We not, we're not liking it. And I'm pretty sure I'm not liking it, and I'm pretty sure he's not liking to hear that. But I want to get his thoughts and opinions on the, um, on the SEC and how that how he sees that playing out, and can Georgia repeat, or three-peat, I should say, in this case. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Sports Talk with Kay Walker and E. Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We'll be right back. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. you have any unwanted pests in your home or commercial building? Well, Wilson Termite and Pest Control LLC can rescue you. We specialize in bed bugs, termites, rodents, and so much more. Just call Wilson Termite and Pest Control LLC at 803-764-2461 in Columbia, South Carolina and Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We're open 8 to 5 weekdays and by appointment on Saturday. We strive to provide complete care for our customers. Visit our website at www.wilsonpestcontrolsc.com. That's Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC. We're your family-friendly and environment-friendly pest control company. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? Welcome back. Welcome back to Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, before the break, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we were talking. Uh, we were talking Jets and Browns. Uh, they kick off our 2023 season in the Hall of Fame game. 
We were giving our thoughts and opinions on how both of these teams would fare in their respective divisions and also how those divisions are played out as well. So um, if you missed that, ladies and gentlemen, you can catch, uh, of course, you can catch the replay on Spotify. You can catch the replay um, if, uh, on, uh, on iHeartRadio. You can catch it on uh, Google Podcasts. Anywhere you get your podcast, ladies and gentlemen, you can catch the replay of Sports Talk with K-Walk uh, and E. Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. So look up Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, and you can catch the replay on that if you, did, if you missed the beginning. Getting out the uh, the show. All right, E, we got our good buddy, Mr. Special K, in here, man. Always calls in, always makes his show great, man. I, I think he's trying to come back after the last week's, uh, <laughs> after my last week, Hail Mary, if you will. Let's bring it as open his mic here. Uh, Special K, uh, thank you so much for joining us as always. How you doing this evening, my brother? I'm good. I'm good. How's everybody? Hey, what well, okay? Doing I was good. just about to good. shoot you the text. You beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> we could always we could always <laughs> we could always uh, count on special K man. That was a hell merry last last week E and and K and listeners if you were listening and if you didn't check that out it was a hell merry and I just got lucky with one of my favorite songs of all time so I know uh, K, K was hoping for uh, for a Scarface and uh, <laughs> Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good stuff, good stuff. All right, man, I want to um want to switch it over to some uh some some college football talk here, and I want to talk specifically about the SEC. And uh, E, you're an again, as I mentioned before the break, you're an LSU guy. I'm a Florida Gator guy. Now, Florida Gators don't look too good right now on paper. Hopefully, um, you know they can you know they can have a respectful season. But uh, nonetheless, E, right now it looks like this is Georgia's uh, conference to win or to lose, however you want to look at it. And right now, a lot of people, as much as they lost, E, they lost 10 guys in the draft last year, just I don't know how many in the first two rounds alone. Um, new quarterback coming in there um, as well. But they're, they're unanimous, um, number one seed, number one overall. It seems like they're going to just run to the table. And it, from what I'm hearing, it's like we shouldn't even have a uh, – it should just give the uh, the trophy to the uh, to the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. But what say you about the Georgia Bulldogs and the SEC Conference um, and whole as well? Well, here's my conundrum. Because I said about this time last year, there's no way Georgia can run it back, only because of all the guys they lost. They lost like 15 yeah. starters last year, like 10 of them on offense or defense. Yeah. I can't remember which one. And well, nothing against Georgia, but that's what I said last year. Now, this year, and as far as I'm getting a new quarterback, in my opinion, Stetson Bennett is terrible. So that's an upgrade <laughs> there. But, hey, he won two national championships. But I don't – there's a guy not too far from um, from Atlanta over in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, who would like a word about this unanimous um, this unanimous preseason pick. Uh-huh. I, mm-hmm. think, I, think, I think Mr. Nick Saban would like a word because, I don't, right. you know, Kirby Smart <clears throat> is a Nick Saban protege. And for years, none of his protégés had ever beaten him. And now I think um, two have. I think Kirby Smart and Jimbo Fisher, I think. You could double-check me on those facts. But anyway, I don't see Nick going three straight years without being in the dance. I mean, without winning the dance. So, although Georgia is going to retool, 
I think Nick is already retooled, and I think the SEC will come down to Georgia and Alabama. And even though Georgia's the favorite, I'm going to tip my cap to the Alabama side because, again, I just can't see Nick losing. Yeah, yeah, I can't. You know, it's hard for me to go and then against uh, Alabama and, and Nick Saban. But Kirby Smart and these guys, they, they've been, you know, they, they haven't been, you know, um, they've been reloading, man. You know, they haven't been rebuilding. They've been reloading. And you, you're going to hear some of these names, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to give them to you now, but I'm sorry, throughout the season that you're going to be like, who is this? Who is this? And none of these names are going to be familiar from the last two years. Then they're not. You're just going to hear. You're going to hear all these are new names, but they have so much hype around them. I, I just don't. You know, right now, you know, even Ohio State is up there. You know, uh, Michigan is is is, uh, is thrown into the mix as well. Even though even though that Jim Harbaugh may serve a four game suspension, but even that four game doing that four game suspension, I, I I don't think they have. I think they have one. I don't think they have any Big Ten, uh, uh, any Big Ten um, game schedule. I think they have Notre Dame, but you know that's not a Big Ten game. But anyway, nonetheless, um, yeah, a lot of these teams are going to have some say into this. Michigan, Ohio State, TCU um, is, is up there uh, as well. Georgia, Alabama, I mean Alabama, like you know, like we're mentioning. But um, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting season, man. I don't know. I think. I don't think we're going to see a three-peat. Uh, very well, I could be wrong, and again, it wouldn't be the first time, and I'm pretty sure it won't be the last time. But, Kay, what say you about, uh, about the, uh, the the SEC and, and, and college football, and, and, and who do you see, um, you know, raising that trophy at the uh, at the end of the uh, next year, for the beginning of next year? <clears throat> Kay might be on mute. <clears throat> Let me just let me just jump the raising the trophy. Um, that that would be that would be Florida State. Florida State would be raising the trophy. That's 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 an easy pick. Um, but as far as the SEC goes, um, yeah, I hear you cough. But uh, as far as the SEC goes, um, the SEC is is I think the strength of the SEC is that it's in the South. You know, I I really don't have the SEC being that strong. You got two, three schools that are really that good. Now, it's any given Saturday for any team. So, right. I mean, people say, oh, it's the SEC, so it's any given Saturday. You know, it's any given Saturday for anything. So, technically, you really only have three, four schools that are pops in the SEC. You know, they just have that name in those three, four schools have always remained up top, so it makes you look like, oh, the conference is that strong. If the conference is that strong, you'll have Perry. You'll have a lot more teams winning versus just Alabama, <laughs> LSU, A&M dominating. So, so what you said is you want Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and Missouri at the top? Go on. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if if the SEC was so dominant, so strong, all the schools would be good. All the schools would be decent. Those schools get whooped by other schools. You know what I mean? They they come out of their conference and get whooped out, outside of their conference as well. So, I mean, it's not the SEC that's strong. You got a couple of schools in the SEC that's strong. That's it. You know, that's, that's how I feel about that. Yeah, well, okay. Well, if you look at it right now, I know it's the preseason, and the preseason top twenty-five. There are six 
SEC uh, teams that are in the, the top 25. You got Georgia at one. You got uh, you got Alabama at five. You got Tennessee at six. Uh, then you go down to 16. You got LSU. You have Mississippi State at 20, and then you have South Carolina at 23. And again, like you said, any given Saturday, we get that. But to your argument, I mean, it looks like right now that the SEC, and, and a lot of people will say this, that the SEC is the best conference in the country, and generally it's more times than not. You know, some years, you know, you could say it was the Big Ten. Some years you can make an argument it was the Big 12. Some some you could say it's the uh, the Pac-10, I mean, the Pac-12. I mean, you could, I mean, but that's rare. It's rare that you have those, but it seems like the, you know, the, the consistent conference is the Southeastern uh, Conference right now, and right now they have Georgia, you know, winning, being the best team in the country, unanimous number one. So I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, I, I you know, they do get beat by other teams, but generally it's more times that they get beat by teams in their own conference. It's rare, it's rare that they get beat by teams out of the conference because they generally schedule you know, cakewalks, if you will, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, they, Who's you know, the last national champion at the SEC that wasn't Alabama, LSU, Florida, or Georgia? Right. And, and that's the, the cream of the crop. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the other Probably teams. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee yeah, that's nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. Okay. Right. So yeah, but yeah, but there's. So that's to my point, though. How many teams? How many teams you got in the SEC? Right, but what uh, what other uh, what other conference are you going to say that can compare to that though? That can even come close. ACC. ACC. No, no. If you're going to say if you're going to say the SEC only got a few good teams, that definitely holds true for the ACC. You got Florida State. You got and Old Florida State, Old Miami, Clemson. Yeah, that's it. Got Clemson. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, on a consistent basis, on a year-to-year basis, and Clemson's been holding that. Since, hasn't been doing that since Dabo Sweeney, Sweeney's gotten there. So, I know you're a Florida, you're a Florida State guy. I know you have to, you know, you guys are just, just getting back into the into the picture, if you will, because you guys been. You guys been out, you know, for for quite some time, but I understand where you're coming from. But the SEC by far has the most consistency when it comes to, you know, being in the national championship, being in the playoff on Because you mentioned what six teams, five or six teams there, you know, besides sure. them. Okay, so oh, you got you what you said Tennessee, you got you said Florida, no Georgia. I said, I said Georgia, Florida, uh, Alabama, LSU. Okay. There's no other. All right, so that's four. You got Tennessee in nine eight. Well, Tennessee's right there this this year. This they'll, they'll last year, and if 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 um if Devin Booker didn't go down, it'd probably be a different season. And right now they're preseason number six. So I I, I, you know, I still think that they ain't gonna finish that high. That, right, I said they ain't, they ain't Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee. Yeah, they they're not gonna finish that high. Cause, I mean right. that's but see to me, it, to me that's the setup, right? So you rank all these other teams high in the SEC. So when the Alabamas and whatever play them and they beat them, oh, they beat a number six at the time. Oh, they beat a number seven at the time. But those teams wasn't worthy of that pick. They doing that based off of what they did last year. You know, Tennessee, to me, with with that one wide receiver that they lost, they're not going to be that good. That dude was a dog. 
You know what I mean? He made the difference. That's just my opinion. Um, you know, so I, I think that's the whole setup. You know, you rank those teams high so when they play each other, you know what I mean? When one loses, especially if it's an Alabama, they don't drop that far. Think about it. Last year, mm-hmm. Alabama lost. I forget who it was. They lost to a scrub. They barely moved in the pole. I, I get like, what you're saying. That's not right. No, no, yeah, I get what you're saying, and it's early in the season, so I'm, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna, you know, spend too much time on this because we got a lot of time to talk about that, and you know, the season starts yeah. what next next week, so we're we're gonna talk about. It. I need you, I need you on, brother. I need you on here, <laughs> so to keep this conversation going, man. But uh, let's do this. Let's um, let's take a quick pause here, man, and when we come back, let's get into our our segment. And uh, our first segment here is one ticket. I'll give you guys, you know, four events, pretty straightforward, one ticket, and then we'll do Who Am I. And um, you're going to set the theme with Who Am I, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to set the theme here, and um, and I'll give you some heads up here on kind of give you guys a hint, you know, kind of give you guys a, a cliff note of what Who Am I is going to be. You'll see when, that, when, I, when, I, uh, when we get back uh, for sure. Uh, All right, ladies and also, gentlemen, again, go okay ahead, while, I mean, I'm okay, well, too, we got to get Special K's recap. On the fight from Saturday night. Oh, yes. Remember we yes. You know what? Back Before the, back about in, the fight. Yeah, yes. Let's do that. Let's definitely do that because I actually watched that fight. You know what? Yeah, that's a good point. I've got to throw that in. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, for that for sure. All right, we'll definitely do that. Um, we're going to get uh, Special K's uh, breakdown on the fight uh, between Crawford, uh, Crawford and, and Spence. Um Wow, what a, what a fight there uh, for, for Crawford anyway. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Sports Talk with Kate Walk and E. Scott. Never had it so good, Sports Radio. Be right back. What's up, guys? This is Kenny B. Winning from Gobo. Go Black Owned on Facebook and Instagram. You are listening to Sports Talk with my dudes, Kay Walker, Eric Scott, and they'll be right back. Hey, South Carolina. Greetings from music recording artist Marcus Allen. Our accountants at Javis Tax Service won the state's best tax office in the state. They're open year-round to serve you from Columbia's only drive through office. Give them a call, 803-419-1001. That's 803-419-1001. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, before the break, again, if you're just joining us, we were talking uh, SEC football, talking college football in general. Uh, we kind of 
going to put a pin in that, ladies and gentlemen, for now because we got a long season uh, ahead of us. Uh, so we're definitely going to dive back into that um, with different conferences, not just the SEC, but college football in general. All right, ladies and gentlemen, last week as we kind of uh, touched on it, if you remember, if you recall, there was a fight that took place this past Saturday with uh, between uh, between Spence and, and, and Crawford there. And uh, – and Special K is one of our uh, our, 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 our boxing uh, analysts, gurus, uh, if you will, kind of sore. <laughs> I'll give him that title there. Um, just want to get his thoughts and opinions on on that, what he thought about it going before going going into the fight, and his takes on uh, after the fight. But uh, Special K, what, what say you about that fight? Um, so going into the fight, man, I mean, like everybody, man, I, I had, well, I ain't going to say everybody, but, you know, I had Crawford, but, you know, punch of chance, you know what I mean? It's boxing. Um, like anybody, I gave Spence a chance, um, but uh, I had Crawford winning um, going into the fight. But <laughs> as the fight starts to progress, uh, it's a beat down that persisted. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of excuses that have came out after the fight, uh, you know, this, that, and the third, but I don't think if those things were, were not even a factor that something would have changed uh, mm-hmm. because it was a different style. So what what took place was, you know, first round was, was more of a Spence round. You know, Spence yeah. looked like Spence. Second round. You know, Spence tried to turn up the heat a little bit, and as Crawford does, he matched energy. That's that's who he is, that's what he does, and that's what he did. He matched energy, um, and he, he dropped Spence for the first time in the second round. Um, now, as he even admitted, that that was a flash knockdown. It wasn't, you know, like Spence was hurt or nothing like that. He caught him. Good right. angle, off balance, good hard, stiff punch, dropped him. But what proceeded to happen... <laughs> From third through nine, um, I mean, a lot of people have not mentioned that a doctor actually stepped in the ring in the fourth round. Like, hey, you, yeah. you, you good? You know, the ref didn't ask for the doctor to come up. The doctor came up. So it was something he either seen or known that caused him to do that. However, he didn't stop the fight. Um, right. it, it, the beat down for I mean, it wasn't even close. Um, it it wasn't even a. I mean, you could see uh, Spence didn't quit. Um, he was still throwing punches. He was still trying to come forward, but it it was all to a negative turn for him because it, <laughs> it it was bad. So you know, as the seven as we get to the seventh round, uh, you know, Spence he thinks he's coming forward and doing what he do. He thinks he's putting pressure on Crawford. And he throws a, 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 a left hook. The left what? hook actually landed. But what yeah. he didn't see was that oh, uppercut uh, coming by. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As he was throwing that punch, which dropped him. You know what I mean? Um, and then he was dropped again in that round. Eighth round, I actually think Crawford came off the gas. Because he knew the dude was done. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and, and ninth round, you know, he, he put on a little pressure in the rough eventually stopped the fight, um, what was called the fight, uh, because it wasn't a fight. It was completely one-sided. Right. <laughs> you know, if, <laughs> if it would have went on, that would have been Spence's last fight. 
um, for sure. Uh, and some people have said publicly that they think that should be his last fight because a lot of people are feeling that, you know, uh, the, the, the wear and tear from the two accidents that he's been in um, yeah. and the torn retina all played a factor into the way um, he looked. Um, also, another boxing great, um, this is a direct quote from him on uh, YouTube, but from Virgil Ortiz, um, the trainer of uh, Andre Ward, SOG, um, mm-hmm. he was saying that uh, what he noticed was as much as Spence was bleeding, the blood wasn't flowing. And he said oh. that tells him that there were blood clots. Now, I'm not a doctor yeah. or nothing like that, but, right, you know, right. with the reconstructive surgery and things of that nature that he went through from those accidents, that's very possible. If yeah. that's the case, I agree. That should be his last fight. You know, at least for a while, a year, two years, whatever the case may be, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Crawford, I've been saying he's a pound-for-pound man for maybe the past five, six years. You know, now the world knows. Uh, he's the baddest man on the planet. And, and honestly, he go up and fight Charlo, he's going to whoop Charlo as well. Um, I've always said Charlo was nothing but a puncher, you know, and yes. he's the one that has taken a loss between the twins. So he's going to whoop him as well. And, and after that, there's nobody left. I mean, people are throwing boots out there. I watch a lot of boxing. Boots ain't mm-hmm. Boots is good, but he's not ready. He's not ready for that. I, I, he's not ready at all. And some people have thrown Tank name out there. I mean, it'd be a good money fight, but Tank could get knocked out too, you know? So, I yeah. mean, I, I don't think there's nobody out there for him. So, I, if I'm him, I go up to 154, fight Charlo, get the undisputed there. Now, three-time, three-division, undisputed champion, right off into the sunset. Yeah, man. I mean, I have to ask you this, man. I mean, uh, yeah, Spence is what, 33 years old, I think he is. And, you know, and if that is the case, yeah, and if that is the case, man, because I'm watching this fight, and I I, I don't, you know, I've lost interest in boxing, man, you know, uh, you know, since, you know, I guess since May. I'm not a Mayweather fan. You know, I'm the total opposite of him being a Mayweather fan. But since he lost, I mean, since he he left the game, I I stopped watching it, and I only watch the Mayweather fights to see if if someone can beat him, whether it be, you know, whether it be Pacquiao, or I thought he fought Pacquiao too late. But looking at Crawford, man, I mean, I I didn't watch, I watched this fight the only reason because you were on last week and you hyped it up, and other people were hyping it up as well. And I'm watching this fight. And I just seem like, wow, Crawford is—he's precise, man. He—he's a technician. You know that jab was just killing Spence. Uh, you know, to me, and you know that second round—I mean, the second round knockout or second knockdown, I should say. Yeah, it didn't look like a. It just looked like he just caught him off balance or, or what have you. It didn't look like. But that what was it. The, the, I think the next one was what in the seventh round. Is I think he got knocked down just twice in the second seventh round. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And it, it yeah, it just seemed like you know, uh, it just seemed like he didn't couldn't see the punches coming, man. He just couldn't see the punches coming. And, uh, and I think just and, and I think Crawford knew that, and he just kept hitting him with the jabs. Kept, he had an uppercut too. He was hitting him with with it, pretty much anything he wanted to hit him with. Um, but E, what say you about this fight? I know you had text in our in our thread on Never Had So Good Sports Radio, and uh, but what say you about this fight? <laughs> I put that meme up. I yeah. Okay too. <laughs> uh, when, when Martin fought Tommy Harris, yeah, that's what I thought because. I don't really follow boxing, 
I would say 98% of my boxing knowledge comes from Special K. So right. I, I don't really follow what's going on. And I knew Earl Smith is from Dallas, from Oak Cliff. And mm-hmm. so I was on with Spence because I heard him on a radio interview, and he said all the right things. And I thought, okay, because I don't know nothing about this Crawford guy. I'm thinking, okay, Earl Smith. And I heard him before. That's going to be my dude. He got his toe out the frame. I mean, mm-hmm. I, was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. But then I was reading later that, um, like Kay was just saying about all the injuries, the car accident, and all that stuff. So he strictly did this for a payday. He knew this was going to be yeah. his last opportunity to get a payday, and so he took it. And if that's the case, man, I can't be mad at him for that. But, yeah, he should be done, dog, because, yeah, he, he got beat up. He, he he was in a fight. It wasn't a boxing match. He was in a fight after school, and he got beat yeah. up. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, for sure, that last that that last knockdown, which ultimately became the TKO, man, it just looked like all right. They just waited, and I, and I think the doctor saw that too. I just think that he didn't want to be the guy that you know the the. the to end this this uh, this big hype of a, of a fight, in, in my opinion, because I'm watching this and I'm not even listening to the the, the announcers. I'm actually watching it on mute, and it just it's and it's and it's looking like you know it's like I'm like what are they talking about? And he really it looked like the doc really wanted to uh, you know to uh, to stop the fight, but they convinced him not to stop it. But I'm glad he wasn't hurt, you know, severely, and hopefully there's no, there are any long-term effects there. But um, Kay, um, you know, what say about you about Crawford? You know, go. I know you mentioned you got you mentioned. Um, you know, he, well, he's the first time, four-time welterweight champion. Uh, also, man, what's his next fight? What do you see the next fight? If not Crawford, what's the next big fight that our our, list, our, our listeners uh, should be looking out for? <clears throat> uh, the next big fight is actually Charlo versus Canelo. September 30th. Uh, Charlo is going up two weight classes and challenging uh, Canelo for his belt at 167, I believe. Uh, But, yeah, he's going up to challenge Canelo, uh, which I think he's going to lose. So, um, and then he tried, but his belts are not on the line. So, if that's going to happen in September, if he's not hurt too bad, I'm hoping – him and Bud early time early next year. Uh maybe maybe Cinco de Mayo time next year. Uh Charlo mm-hmm. versus Bud. Um I'm I'm really I mean, I like I said, I'm a fan of boxing. I'm yeah. really hoping uh somebody convinces Spence not to activate rematch. Yeah, um, I that. I mean he announced after the fight he wanna he wanted to activate rematch um, you know, for December. Yeah. Um, I think that was a lot of pride talking, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And pride can get messed up. So um, I'm hoping somebody talk him out of that. But if they don't, then we got that in December. Outside of that, I mean, it has been a great year of boxing, but there's no mega fight sign um, mm-hmm. as of right now. Um, Deontay Wilder mentioned that uh, him and AJ could be December or January. Um, so that that's possibly coming. Um, there's also been rumors about him and uh, Andy Ruiz, uh, who beat AJ, um, and then AJ come back and beat him in the rematch. Uh, so there's been talk about uh, Wilder and Ruiz, uh, but who I need to see in the ring is uh, Usyk. Um, nobody wants to fight Usyk, um, okay. at least not on his terms. And I don't understand that. He's, that's, that's a heavyweight. Alexander Usyk. Um, 
And then there's uh, what I call the boogeyman of boxing right now is David Benavidez. <laughs> um, David Benavidez fights up at uh, 167 as well, but Canelo was running from him. Uh, duck, dodge, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Canelo dodging David Benavidez. He, he don't want that smoke. Um, let's see. Uh, what else we got? Uh, I don't think a date has been announced, but Devin Haney had to pick a mandatory between uh, Stephen Shakur and uh, Shakur Stevenson, I'm sorry, and uh, Regis, Regis Progress, who is, uh, I'm going to give some out of the following. He's from New Orleans. Um, he chose Progress, so that fight is coming. Um, I, I would have Haney winning that fight. However, Progress is busy enough. If he can be a tad bit more accurate than Haney, he can steal that. Um, but, yeah, that's that's about it, man. Ain't, ain't nothing else really signed. As far as Crawford goes, I mean, there's Spence and Charlo. That's really it. And like I said before, a lot of people are throwing Boots' name out there. But, I mean, in my opinion, that'll be a money fight because Boots is not ready. Um, same thing with Tank. I mean, that's two weight classes for Tank to come up and, and fight Crawford at 147. So, that's nah, it's too much. So, and he's too short. <laughs> All right, good stuff there, good stuff, and that's a uh, special K there with the uh, the boxing, uh, you know, the, the boxing announcements there. Man, his expertise and all that. And now, as the as the uh, the fights get closer and uh, he can get, I mean, uh, K can get on, we'll definitely talk about that uh, for sure. Give his expertise on that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's that time of the uh, the night. We're going to take a quick pause here. We'll get to our one tick uh, ticket segment, and then we're going to forego our Who Am I segment. And then uh, we're going to get into our um, – actually, you know what we're going to do? We're going to forego our one-ticket segment and our Who Am I segment because we've got to get into our K-Walk and East Scott Care segment. All right, ladies and gentlemen? So with that being said, uh, we're going to take a quick pause, and again, we'll be right back again. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and East Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. <laughs> for you tonight, I found this letter more interesting because I was really looking for a problem, but I'll let you guys kind of sort it out after a reason. I'm going to get right into it. Dear K. Walker and Scott, my boyfriend and I have a relationship, have a great relationship in most areas. It's just that we are very different in one aspect of life, money. We have very different views when it comes to spending. I grew up poor and never really had things. I mean, my parents did the best they could for us. I have five other siblings. We had what we needed, but there were there was a lot of clothes sharing and hand-me-down situations. Now that I'm an adult and make my own money, I like things. I'm not rich. Hell, 
really not even comfortable. But after all my bills are paid and I put a little something aside as a nest egg, I will spend every penny I have to purchase something I want but may not necessarily need. I like designer clothes and fancy handbags. And, yes, I sometimes buy things I can't afford, but I make it work. My boyfriend, on the other hand, lives with his lives within his means. He doesn't believe in splurging. I won't say he's cheap, but more frugal than me. We don't share any credit cards or bank accounts, nor do we live together. So his money is his money, and my money is my money. He has never said anything about the way I spend, but I do feel he judges me. Since my spending doesn't directly affect him, I don't think he should have an issue with it. We've only been together for about a year, but I think we both starting to I think we're both starting to have real feelings for each other. Again, he has never complained about my spending and I'm not sure I'm not sure I can or want to change. K walking these got, what should I do? It's not a conversation I want to bring up because I don't want to because I don't want to change. Should I wait for him to bring it up, or should I cut ties with him and find someone more compatible? Uh, okay, well, you go ahead, because I, I was really confused by this letter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't understand the last part. Should I move on or find someone more compatible, more compatible in, in regards to both of you spending your money and, and not having anything left over for a rainy day? Yeah, yeah, this one was this was this one was kind of interesting to to me to say the least, because of the fact that the matter is, yeah, I don't see why you would have to leave him if neither one of you share a, a bank account. Uh, it's just starting to get into a real relationship, um, you know, a serious relationship, I should say. I believe you said it's a year, and you know they don't live together, they don't share any bank accounts, they don't share any credit cards. Her money is her money. His money is his money. So I, I, I don't see why you had to uh, – you had you feel the need to have to leave him more compatible. I, I don't understand that because he's smarter with his money. I mean, that uh, really doesn't make sense to me there because you're not spending – again, uh, you're not spending any of his money. Granted, I, I believe in, in, in the beginning of the uh, letter, it did say that um, that she pays her bills before she starts buying these these other these these gifts is that correct or these did I say yeah. she said okay she okay said after her bills are paid she put a little money okay. to the side but she's right. saying she'll spend you know all her money yeah. on on unnecessary stuff all right that's fine if that's how you want to spend your extra money that's fine as long as your bills are paid first and foremost as long as your lights are on you got a roof over your head if you got a card note your card note is paid the repo man is not coming to get your stuff then that, that's all fine if you want to spend your money that way and you know you have all every everything that you need that's fine i, I i'm a little baffled by the question is more compatible like i don't understand she, does she want someone who's going to go out there and spend their own money the same way she spends her own money that she doesn't she don't want to feel bad about spending her extra money she wants to be with somebody who spends their extra money is the same way she does i'm not understanding that that aspect of it but yeah man it just sounds like you know she's she's trying to ball on a budget you know she's balling on a budget <laughs> uh, you know in my opinion and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that again as long as your bills so, are paid for it yeah go ahead e. so i think what she's saying more compatible i think she's looking for a dude that's ready to cape up and by cape up captain saver you know, because yeah, okay. if, 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 
together. She wants okay. to continue to spend the money, and then now it's not because if, if they get together, get married, whatever, it's not just her money now. It's their money. And she's saying it's almost kind of like she got a guilty okay, conscience I got you. because yeah, he, right. hadn't, he hadn't complained about this. So it's all she said, well, I think he judges me. Well, yeah, he probably does. This is how you'll know he's judging you. I mean, first of all, you got this twelve hundred dollar Louis bag with three with three dollars in it. Y'all go to the <laughs> restaurant, the bill comes, and the, and the waiter passes it to him, and he passes it back and be like, right. "Nah, you need to split, you need to split this." Yeah. <laughs> we go down the because he's looking at it like, "Okay, you got on designer clothes, you got on uh, you got a twelve hundred dollar purse, but you ain't got any money. You, I'm not going to support this habit." But again, we don't know that because all she said was, "Well, he hadn't said anything." But why would he say anything? Like right now, what is it for him to say? Because she's not spending his money. They don't live together. It's not a shared right. bank account. And she said that they're starting to, you know, catch real feelings for each other. We don't know how he feels. Right. He might not. He might not be willing to cape up. He might just willing to be. Hey, let's keep it like it is right now. I, I roll through, you know, whatever, whatever, but there's no long-term relationship here. Or he might be. I mean, we just don't know. My thing was I'm really not understanding your problem here. Now, if he yeah. ain't complaining about the money or this, this, and this, then I could see, you know, your problem. But, like, right now, I, I think it's just, you know, pretty much a guilty conscience. Yeah, for sure. And she's not spending the money. I mean, she's not handling the money the way he's handling his money. And he's, she's feeling bad, you know, feeling guilty about that. And, yeah, you know, he's not going to do it because why, why, you know, why should he, how he, he's going to spend his money? Why should he spend his money on, on you? And, you know, what if he gets in the situation? He can't even come to you. Maybe he's thinking the same way. Maybe he's thinking the same way, but maybe I should find someone who's more compatible with me, who's going to be smarter with their money, you know, just not be happy with the bills being paid or whatever, you you know, just in case something happens and you need extra money. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't understand this one. I don't understand her, you know, her problem here, but, the, the brother, it makes sense, man. He's he's good with money. He's he's smart with money, and then he's going to continue to do that. But uh, uh but Kay, what say you, brother? Kay might be on mute. Man, I'm gonna be honest, man. I I wasn't even paying attention, man. That's all good. Um, That's all good. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I heard something about a uh, balling on a budget, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> hey, everybody got to live. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I, mean, mm-hmm. I, I I really don't think you can help her, Kay. So it's all yeah. good. We um, so I think the consensus here is, hey, let this thing play out. See how much more serious the relationship gets. And right now, you're creating a problem where there's not necessarily one. I mean, the problem is pretty self-contained. Only you can fix this. Yeah, save your money. Save your money. Be smarter with your money is my my is my uh, advice. Be smarter with your money. That's what oh, I'm go ahead and find Captain Saver. Hold the one you look yeah. for. There you go. There you go. Uh, if you want to, uh, gotta look other places, you know. But yeah, save your money is my 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 saying. All right, good stuff there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take another quick pause here. When we come back, uh, it's going to be uh, E. Scott Entertainment segment. Um, if you're if you're a long time listener, you know. If you don't know, stay on your toes. It's sports talk with K. Walker and E. Scott. Never had it so good. Sports radio. Uh-huh. 
you do that death? How you do that death, New Orleans, Baton Rouge? How you do that death, Lafayette, St. Charles? How you do that death, Shreveport, Mississippi? How you do that death, Alabama, Atlanta? How you do that death, Florida, Arkansas? How you do that death? Say who that? Say they want to do that. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'll do right on into it. This one I'm going to forewarn you guys. I think this one, once I read back over them, after the staff submitted them, this one is a little difficult, but we do have a rematch from last week. Um, got 19 of them on the board, as always, three daily doubles. Um, we're going to jump right into it. Movie quotes. I'm going to give you the quote. All you got to do is come up with the name of the movie. But some of these movies are a little more popular than others. Some of them, you know, it is what it is. We'll just hop right into it. Uh, K-Wop, you won last week. We got 19 on the board, three daily doubles. Give me a number. All right, give me number one. <clears throat> Number one, do revolutionaries eat Kentucky Fried Chicken? Ooh, do revolutionaries? Um, I don't do know. Revolutionaries I'm not eat Kentucky Fried Chicken? I'm trying to say it in the voice they use. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, just, I'm not gonna pretend I know. I'm just gonna say Full Metal Jacket. Final answer. I, I have no idea. So it's okay. You who do revolutionaries eat Kentucky Fried Chicken? Once I say it, you'll remember it. Probably. So I'm 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 vaguely remember somebody in the back seat. Um, but I'm gonna oh, say I don't know. I know it now. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Kay. You're on it. You're on right. You're on it. I believe I know it. Go ahead, go ahead, Kay. I don't, I don't know. All right, for time we'll move on, but for no points, Kay. Walk, School do you know days. What it is? School that days. Is correct. School days. Yes, I'm right. Dog. Well, for no, soon as Kay said the back seat. Soon as Kay said the back seat. Kay, you are on the right track. Yeah. Special Kay, that's school days. Special Kay, we on you. 13. 13. They the double. Number 13. I wish I knew how to quit you. I wish I knew how to quit you. Boy, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you probably never see this movie. No, baby boy is incorrect. Uh, K Walk, you probably hadn't seen it either. I wish I knew uh, how to quit you. No, I. No, I don't know. I'm gonna say um, uh, notebook. Final answer. <clears throat> Broke that. Sound like a purple. Oh, what did you say? Broke, broke back mountain. Oh hell no, no, we're good. That's all I tell you. That's all I tell you. I care about. I ain't never seen it either. Uh, uh, K. Walk, we owe you. <laughs> Don't do that again. They do get easy because you guys are getting all out of the way. All right, um, give me number. Oh, you don't have twenties in here. Uh, give me number four. <clears throat> number four. Number four. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody. Uh, I don't know that one. This one you probably think. Um, that sounds like a comedy. Yeah, it does, on it? Um, I don't know, bro. I'm going to say, uh, uh, what's a karate movie out there? I don't know. Rush Hour. <laughs> I don't know. So, Scott. 48 Hours. Now that's that's actually dodgeball. 
Well, it may be in Philadelphia, but the staff put down in the heat of the okay. night. Okay, all right. No, it's in the heat of the night. It's in the heat of the night. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, K-Walk, okay, where are you? All right, uh, number 11. <clears throat> number 11, are you not entertained? Oh, that's the gladiator final answer. Gladiator is correct. Uh, <laughs> so, Skate, you need one of these levels up. Let me get 18. I need a right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Number 18. If you build it, they will come. Uh, they will come. I hate knowing the quote and not knowing the more. Um, you know this one. If you build it, they will come. I'm going to go with Godfather. Find an answer. Oh. Incorrect. Uh, K-Rock, want to steal? Yeah, it's Field of Dreams, final answer. <laughs> that is correct. Field of Dreams is the correct answer. Uh, we are on you, k All right, give me number eight. Number eight. With great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man, final answer. That is correct. Uh, so, okay, where are you? Nineteen. Is it going to keep the party going? Yeah, I took 19. 19's gone. Uh, 19's gone. 20. No, we only had 19 of them on the board. Okay, my bad. Let's go to the other end. 12. Got, we, uh, 12. <laughs> but what I do have is a very particular set of skills. Taken. Oh, yeah. Taken uh, is, is correct. Uh, All right. All you right, give me number daily double. No, no, no. Give me number three. <laughs> number three. <laughs> number three. Release the Kraken. Oh, that's uh, uh, that's the old school movie. What the heck? Movie is that? Um, uh, Clash of the Titans. Final answer. Is that the movie? Clash, of the, of, ti- Clash yeah. of the Titans. That is that is the correct answer. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. We got five, six, seven, nine, ten, sixteen. Ten. What's number? Ten. Ten. Number ten. ten. And I'm gonna say this with a lot of spit. This is Sparta. I'm <laughs> be spitting every time I say it. That's, that's, that's three hundred. Final answer. That is right. correct. That's my movie right there, boy. Is the correct answer. Uh, K-Walk. Yeah, that's my movie. He spit, Leonardo spit all over the screen. I got spit on me and I saw it on the big screen. This is Sparta. Oh, man. That was my movie, man. I watched that thing like 10 times. All right, give me number, uh, let me see where, 16, 1, 6. Number 16. You talking to me? I don't know that one. That, I don't know talking to me. Oh, taxi driver, final answer. Is that it? Taxi driver is the correct answer. Ooh. Robert De Niro. That is correct. Uh, so, okay. You have two daily doubles out there. What's left? Uh, we got five, six, seven, nine. Two of them daily doubles. 
Let me get nine. Number nine, Daily Double. Oof. My bad, my bad. You're at an even zero. K-Walk has 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. And you, you can risk up to 10. I, I'm all in. I suggest you risk all your clue. I've been a poor man and I've been a rich man. I'll choose rich every time. I have no earthly idea. Um, That's. I'm gonna just throw some out there because I heard, I know E. Um, all school. Even New York finance. Uh, oh, you, you actually on the right track. You're right track, he is. Answer, yeah, but yeah. You, 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 you mean, yeah. Tell, tell them what it is. The Wolf of Wall Street with Selena you know, and yeah, DiCaprio. That's, yeah, that's Wolf Damn. of Wall Street. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell five, six, seven. All right, give me number five, six, seven. Give me number six. I'll take the average. Now. Number six. Look at me. I am the captain now. Oh, is that uh, is that Captain Phillips' final answer? And you got to imagine my teeth, my grill being real messed up. In my <laughs> <laughs> the, the Captain Phillips is correct. I am your captain now. I am your captain now. And one of my one of my teeth jammed in the back of my head. <laughs> my grill tore. <laughs> I remember when he got nominated and I was watching the award show, I'm like, I need to see his grill. Was that real? I mean, was that for the movie? Yeah. Oh, I ain't man. seen him. It must have been real because I ain't seen him in nothing since. Uh, let's see. Um, we got two left, five and seven. One of them's really double. Number seven. Lucky Phil, man. All in. Get off. Get off. Well, it's not the Daily Double. Get off oh. my lawn. Ooh. I thought you were going to get off my Get off my, my lawn. Oh, this got to be, uh, I mean, I, it, he's going to keep it black. So I'm, I'm going to go boys in the hood, find out. <laughs> K-Walk, you want to steal? I don't know if I know that. Um. Sounds familiar. Old uh, um, country of old men. I don't know. Finally, <laughs> nah, it was Clint Eastwood, Grand Torino. Uh, and the oh, very, and the very, and the very last one, Daily Double. Watch <laughs> so you guys have negative ten. K Rock, you have ten, twenty, thirty, forty. Uh, I'll be thirty-five. I do thirty five. <laughs> thirty five. Here's your clue. We're going streaking. We're going streaking. <laughs> um, oh, is that um what's that old school uh, movie with the uh 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 I think that's the name of the movie, old school. Final answer. That is correct. Old school yeah. is the name of the movie. Once you, once you said old school, you said I think it was old school, yeah, the staff had already gave me the nod. We were going to give you credit. Even if you screwed okay, it up and said something else, because yeah, the name of the movie is old school. So uh, the final is nothing like last hey, man. week. 
Hey, don't, don't talk about it. Just, just, just move right. on. We'll just leave that there because this is old-fashioned. This is Earl Smith versus Crawford. And now you looking like Martin when he fought Tommy Harris. But um, we got about three minutes left. Uh, okay, well, if you got some music we can play, you can play it. Or you can get final thoughts. Whatever you want to do, take us on home. Uh, I play the music real quick and we'll close it out. <laughs> Medals round my neck because I won, I won. Now my mama dead because I won, I won. I am making bad what I want. All right, good stuff, good stuff there, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh wow, finished right on, uh, right on time this uh, this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Another great one. Uh, Kay, thank you so much, brother, for uh, for joining us as you always do, man, and giving our um, insight on the, on on that fight uh, last week and uh, giving us some updates on what to look out for for boxing. And you're going to be, uh, you know, be with. Hopefully, you can be with us throughout this, you know, throughout the year, the boxing season, because we got some good ones coming up. Um, to get your thoughts and opinions on uh, on that for sure. East guy always a always a great one. And ladies and gentlemen. Like I'd like to do uh, each and every week, because I'd like to leave, leave you with something. Uh, this week, I'll leave you with this. Live the life you love. And love the life. Uh, live the life you love and love the life you live. All right? For E. Scott, I am K-Walk. For Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, I've never had it so good sports radio. God willing, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>